Hey everybody, it's Corey here. Welcome back to Fly Casual. It's time to get our Thrawn on plus comic reviews. In addition to a whole list of Han Solo film character names, more details about what it means to go Leyless, and we ask why Ryan Johnson wanted JJ to do a hot swap of R2 and BB-8. It is time to buckle up and fly casual. Let's get ready to wrinkle! I was so proud of myself for having intros ready to go, and it seems like something else is failing every time. Yeah. <clears throat> Either like last episode, the app starts crapping out on the music, or this time I suddenly am just get attack of phlegmy nasty throatness or something like Gross. that. Gross. It's always going to be something. I blame something. Howie. Yeah, blame me. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I always blame Howie. It's the easy best. to blame Howie. He's not going to. Yes. De- he's not going to defend himself to you. He saves that crap for me. Well, to be fair, he does. Mess it up like zero percent of the time. So <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's only oh, fair to blame him all the time. Yeah. Dag yo. I wouldn't say zero percent of the time. We've had a few times where somebody's like, "Oh hey, remember that whole part where we we're saying a bunch of misogynist things and cussing a lot at the end?" That's still there in on the episode. And now he's like, <laughs> "Oh jeez, <laughs> oh uh, happened once, <laughs> twice, but it was on purpose." <laughs> delete, delete, <laughs> control alt. Oh wait, not on a Mac. Not no, on that MacBook. Like Apple Key yeah, Seven Four Niner. Apple Tosh uh, uh, Keisha. Yeah, it's a computer. They only have Apple one button Tosh. on their mouse. What's up with that? I know one. what. Uh, what? Who uses a mouse what? anymore? I know how he's all up in that touchpads business. To he be uses fair, his mind. To be- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. He rubs his forehead on the touchpad. <laughs> yeah, ah. Mind touch. <laughs> Just lifts the computer up and just moves it around in front of his face. It works just (laughs) fine. Hey, welcome to Fly Casual number 136, your favorite Star Wars podcast, your Light Feast Fix. Light Feast Fix. Light Feast Fix. Light, you've got it. Life life Savers. Spay and neuter your pets, everybody. Good night. All right. (laughs) All right. All right, we shouldn't do that. We shouldn't do that yet. Jelly. We should oh. save on to that. Somebody save, said yeah. jelly. No, I didn't say it. I didn't spay say it Spay and neuter your jellies. Yep, spay and neuter your jellies. <laughs> you don't want those jellies shacking up in the fridge no. and making a whole bunch of messy baby jellies. And you open Gross. it up and there's all this after jelly everywhere. And it's just, oh, you, you don't get. Uh, maybe I kind of do want that. I don't know. I mean, if you, I guess. You, I like jelly. If you lay toast um, out in the fridge. I ahead hate of time. paying for things and I like jelly. So <laughs> I hear they do a lot of that. Seems in to work out. So. You know, for someone who hates paying for things, Garrick, you buy an awful lot of garbage. That's called investing. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that is. That's yeah. what it is. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I'm your host, Mr. Corey T. Wilson. Uh, with me, of course, on my right is Mr. Michael J. Archbold. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even say a joke. There was not. Did, did I even make a joke? Was there even know, Ar- a joke? Archibald's kind of a funny last name. That's what, It's not Archibald. It's Archbold. That's what Archbald. <clears throat> I guess that may Archbold. Archbald. Archbold. I'm not going to do this again. I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> it's the in-jokes. You like that? You guys like the in-jokes. That's what I hear. Continuity. Howie is staring blankly <laughs> at the, I don't know, at like the cup, the, the gas station cup in front of him. I'm waiting for my second wind. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get it because you're over there at Master Control, Mr. Stephen J. Howie. I was hoping another lengthy story would come by. 
in my brain <laughs> so that we could i could totally forget garrick again yes yeah yeah but classic not there it's not there it's not there so but, you know um fernando had something to say fernando not fernando who who are you talking about <laughs> Come on, Nigel. Nigel. I, how are we talking about? Yeah, because Fernando, that sounds like an Australian or a Kiwi the first name. name that came to my mind. Fernando. Yeah. Don't ask me why. Is Fernando the guy who's always complimenting Nigel? Because we must, never actually yeah, hear from Nigel. It could be Fernando. Nigel works very diligently and very quietly. He doesn't sound like a Fernando, though. No. No. I would um, say he sounds no. more Horatio. like. Horatio. I wouldn't even think it probably ends in an O. Oh. <laughs> Just spitballing here. Horatio. <laughs> what are common Australian names? Um, Jim, uh, yeah, I'd say probably like a like crocodile. A Mark, <laughs> kangaroo, uh, yeah, wallaby, I, uh, yeah, that's wallaby Jones, shrimp, <laughs> yeah, wallaby shrimp Jones, Jack. It's shrimps and and Jack Jones. I don't know why his last yeah. name is Jones. It's, it's Jones it's a common Australian, Australian for beer. Walla Jones, Hugh, Barbie Jones, Barbie Barbie Wallaby, that's Barbie Wallaby. <laughs> Barbie Wallaby. Bar- yeah, what's up then? Yeah. Uh, you know, I heard somebody Bush- cool one, eh? I was really hoping for a Vegemite sandwich. Oh, Bushman? That's, yeah, it's an acquired taste. I don't know if I'd want to jump right into that then. Oh, yeah. Nigel, doing a great job. Yeah. Crikey. Keep it up over there. Doing great. Anyway, <clears throat> hey, uh, let's talk some review. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> over there, across the pond, down a few, Mr. Garrick, not Jay Hardy. I don't even want to talk anymore. That's fine. Suck. That's yeah. fine. But yeah. you're going to have to because it's time for some reviews. Yeah, that's me. I love doing reviews. The best. Best, Jerry, the best. So, guys, we had a couple comics come out. Ooh. Had a little Darth Maul number three. Maul. Maul. That's how you say it. Yeah. I know. It's movie. in episode one. It's canon. Maul. Darth Maul. Yeah, and also we had a Poe Dameron po number 14. Dameron. Best comic yeah. ever. Po Best comic ever. And of course, our long-awaited full review of Thrawn. The 45-minute review. Of Thrawn. 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 We're going to With an additional bonus of 30 more minutes. We're going to do a page-by-page analysis. Breaking down each sentence structure. font. And after we're done with that, a dramatic reading unabridged. Yeah, so Now I wish I had my copy down here. And for once... Everyone actually read the material. No, no. The, the book, <laughs> and the one book. Everyone who's here, everyone, everyone, everyone consumed it in floor. some way. Everyone has been exposed to it. How he doesn't read? No, that's true. Yeah. Everyone has experienced Thrawn. Expo- he read with his mind. Thrawn exposed himself to me. <laughs> that's yes. right. He huh, looked like Doctor Manhattan from Wait, the ways down. Who knew? Was it all blue? All of it, <laughs> yeah, all the whole down? thing. And he all glows. Blue, wow. blue from <laughs> stem to stern glows like a champion. <laughs> Was it? Was there anything else that was read? Well, it's <laughs> curious. Well, he didn't finish, so we'll never know. <laughs> there we go. Mike might as well be here. Yeah, Mike's here in spirit. That's for you, Mike. That's right. High five. Nothing but love for you. Rest in peace over there, Mike. Yeah, anyway. I don't know if you, I don't know if people know this. That laughter, not really, Mike. What? what? <laughs> yeah, not really. Had me fooled. That's not really, Mike. Mike is huh. dead again. So. 
<laughs> he died again. Again? Again. I don't even want to make up some like putrefied horrible illness or anything that he has, like, you know, like Crotchabola or something like that. I don't think Crotchabola. Yeah. That's his new name. <laughs> Do you think he got called that in high school? Michael I think he Crunchbold. did. I guaranteed he did. I don't know. See, that's the thing. That's the thing. There's not, you know what? He's not here to defend himself. Now it's my turn. Now I'm stepping up. See, Michael J. Archbold may be a Star Wars nerd. Michael J. Archbold may like the little rascals as much or more as I do. There may be weird things that Michael Archbold is into, but Michael Archbold was on the high school football team. That he was. So... You know, jock. Yeah, he was what like the jock. popular jock kid that lived across the street from school. Yeah, and he's also twenty years older than us. Yeah, Michael J. He's Archibald. Michael J. Archibald played in a very successful band for like twenty years. You know what I mean? Sticks. This is not high school band. No, it was sticks. The dude played rock, rock guitar while like while like young young women would like while getting drunk be screaming right in front while he was like why he humped like the underside of the guitar. I don't know what the underside yeah. of the guitar is called. Yeah. The the undercarriage with his undercarriage, uh, like yes. the port. I, I have seen this with my own two eyes, which is probably why I now have like How macular degeneration. Is there anywhere that they can go listen to Mike Archbold? Music. Yeah, let's. Are we going to just completely out Mike? This is the outing yeah. Mike episode. Yeah, uh, I'm going to do a. In fact, quick, that might be the uptime. I'm going to do a quick Google because I don't know what still works and what's. I'll tell you what. Google Rosemary Gates. Two words, and uh, and you can uh, you can listen to I some. Don't wanna. You can do it. You can find and listen to uh, music with Mr. Michael J. Archbold, uh, and maybe other. My who knows? Met some videos of him like pumping his guitar or something like that i know they, that they have a website still yeah it's still there's a wordpress page and uh and uh is it still on the youtube let's do some research right here while people are listening uh because now i'm curious if they're still got because we uh we put together a decent video at one see point. what people don't realize is we're actually reviewing rosemary gates today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly oh hey there's uh yeah. there's, there's the album art that i did for them <laughs> right there on the youtube track that's well, pretty look cool. At that. Yeah, Guess that was a good angle. review, guys. Good thing. Although you in the review section, yeah. their, their website is. <laughs> there you go. Hey, wait. That's all, Mike, right there. Mostly classic, Mike. Man, that dude shreds. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just saying, although sometimes we beat up on Mike, it's because we're just doing the typical thing that the nerds yeah. do to the guy who's less nerdy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We pick on them. Yeah, you pick on them. We're you bring insecure them down about ourselves. Level. That's right. <laughs> Hot dang! I used to be good at Photoshop. Anyway, <laughs> it's time to review some comics. Yeah, review. So uh, let's start out with here with the mall mall number three. So I'm gonna break this down real All right, quick. Time on the clock. You guys ready? In three, two, one. When we last left our Zabrik Rage monster, he was only a thin sheet of force field away from making a Twi'lek into a Jedi Nolik. Oh. But before the Nightmare Sith can extract his revenge, the auctioneer shows up sporting her, I would please like to talk to the manager haircut, and shoes Darth Maul back into the shadows. But little does she know, the shadows are where he lives. He even has a small timeshare in Boca. Dang. Pretty nice, actually. Yeah. Maul bides his time until the Padawan is auctioned off, and he springs his trap to capture the highest bidder in their newly won prize. And by trap, I mean he kills them all. He even chokes one with his own cloak. Harsh, man. Maul and his bounty hunter compatriots make their escape, only to find that the haircut lady left them a little present. And by present, I mean bomb. And their thing blows up, and as they crash to the planet below, 
They soon will become the most dangerous game. Bum, bum, bum. 51 seconds. Humans. Humans are the most dangerous game, guys. Okay, now 55. Read a book. 56. Read a book. 57 seconds. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you, almost, you almost broke a minute, man. You're skating Ooh. on thin ice. So close. Thin ice. I want to... Don't want to make your your wife mad. Man. No, no, but. you don't. She's gonna forward through it anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So, so mall number. Oh man, that sucks. <laughs> She's like, does he know that I do that? I'm like, probably. <laughs> I do now. <laughs> yeah. so, I wonder if everybody does that. Now I'm kind of sad. <laughs> you're self conscious about it. No, you know you've got people who think that your rev- reviews are the best thing the internet has to offer. Uh, they they think, they think that <laughs> they think Garrick is the best thing the internet. Apparently, has don't to go offer. to the sites I go to. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I think Garrick's the best thing the internet has to offer. Oh, thanks, Howie. I think you're the second best. Thank you. Does that make you feel better? I don't, even, I don't even want to be on your dirty spectrum. You're not. You're the worst. <laughs> Good. Good. Yeah. You're like 4chan. Ooh. <laughs> I'm <am> manipulative. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I'm all. Uh, this five-issue series, we probably... Oh, yeah, sorry. Mool. Mool. We get into issue three, and, uh, of course, what happened is what I just described. <laughs> uh, <laughs> basically, that's what happened. They auction off the Jedi uh, Padawan. Somebody gets it. And because Maul wants to uh, test his medal against the Jedi, he kills the people who won her in this auction and then tries to capture her to, I guess, fight, maybe? <laughs> but they end up getting blown up and landing on a planet. And then this lady who's this rich lady that owns a space station is auctioning off the chance to hunt them all down, including a, a Cad Bane and Ara Singh and Darth Maul. So oh, I cool. don't know why anybody would want to get in on that. It seems kind of dumb to buy a ticket to that. But hey, I think, it'd be, I think it could be kind of cool. It's too bad there's only two issues left because having a, a whole scenario where a group of, uh, I guess, rich uh, high life uh, hunters are out trying to hunt down Maul and Cad Bane. Seems kind of hilarious to me. So, <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll, I guess we'll see what happens in the next couple issues. And I'm really kind of excited now to see what's going to happen. Yeah, weird. <laughs> yeah, it is. Given weird. how this started out. Yeah, it is. I did not see this happening, but I'm kind of excited now. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, are the, we'll are the, 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 aristoc- the aristocracy, uh, arist- aristocratic hunters? Are they wearing monocles? Uh, asking for oh, bread. Of course they would. I feel like that all of them need to be wearing monocles and saying and, bully a lot. <laughs> bully. Oh, that's just bully. <laughs> they bully. got all their fine hunting dogs and oh, their, yes, 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 their yes. bowler hats. Of course. Maybe they wear top hats. Oh, no, no. We're wearing our safari hats, young man. Of yeah, course. Oh, yeah, that's right. Of course <laughs> we are. And, and our giant white bushy mustaches. And course. their pipes. Yes, yes of course. Bully. <laughs> <laughs> Quite. <laughs> Quite so. <laughs> so, yeah, that'd be interesting. So I guess the next couple issues are just going to be a bloodbath, and I'm really looking forward to it. So yeah. good on you, uh, Cullen Bunn, who was writing this uh, comic. Yeah. Good on you. That's, Save, that's saved, it, saved it from the throes of, okay. <laughs> yeah, it started out really rocky, <laughs> yeah. but now I'm kind of I'm kind of getting into it, and I'm now almost sad that it's ending after five issues. Yeah. If there's demand for it, you know, it'll come back just like oh, the old yeah. Darth Vader series. Just like Vader. Yeah. Ooh, I'm looking forward to that. Yep. Speaking of Vader. Speaking of Vader. Vader. Poe Damron came out. Hey! You know, <laughs> Vader's BFF Poe D. <laughs> Good old Poe Dams. So I'm going to break this down. You guys ready? All right. Ready? And three, two, one. It was the Poe of times. It was the Terex of times. It was the age of Leia. It was the age of Phasma. It was the epoch of being grounded from flying your super cool X-Wing. 
It was the epoch of getting jailed until you find out the real meaning of the First Order. It was a season of having droid buddies. It was a season of only having parts left of your droid buddies. It was a spring of drinking Corellian Reserve. It was a winter of peeing in a corner. We had friends celebrating a fallen comrade. We had cold and stark jail cell. We were all going to party with sexy Wexley. We were all going to get chewed out by the even sexier Captain Phasma. In short, the comic was so far unlike the rest of the Poe comics that some of the podcast comic reviewers insisted on it being received for good or for evil in the superlative degree of comparison. Only... Also, Tarek's got a freaking brain implant at the end. What the F, guys? I mean, come on. Right? What's going on? Right? <laughs> Implants. <laughs> Implants! Implants! Yeah, so ah. Poe po 14 came out. Good old Poe. Poe D. Yep. And uh, dog. So this is 13. kind of a, this issue is kind of a in-between issue. Um, they did it on issue seven where they're kind of in-between storylines and they bring in a, a guest artist. And this time it was Angel Unzueda. I guess, I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Oh, man. But. His art is freaking amazing, and I love it. I mean, he captures Poe very well. He captures all the characters, Leia, you know, Snap Wexley, all of them. He captures them perfectly. And I wish he could do the entire series, just him uh, uh, drawing, because I was so impressed. But uh, issue overall, I thought was wasn't bad. I thought it was pretty good for a, for a Poe comic. Yeah. Kind of have this uh, storyline where uh, you know Poe's coming back from being attacked front by Agent Terex, as we, we talked about in the past. And Agent Terex is kind of being in prison because he went against Captain Phasma's orders, kind of betrayed the First Order. And you have this kind of juxtaposition between the two where, you know, Poe's in trouble and, you know, he, Leia's like, okay, you're grounded until you figure out the real meaning of Christmas yeah. and, and also the real meaning of the Resistance. And then, you know, Terex kind of is in the same situation with Captain Phasma and they kind of work their issues out and Poe, you know, in different ways, but to very drastically different results. You see that because Poe, you know, he's like, he ends up finding out that, you know, Hey, you know, this resistance, it's not all about me. It's about everybody else. It's about, you know, know, doing it, doing it for the team. They sit down on the couch and play some like (laughs) soft music when he learns his lesson. Exactly. He goes into Leia's office. He's like, okay, I think I figured it out. You know, this is, this isn't just for me. You know, I was being selfish by, you know, hot dogging around. This is for the team. This is for everybody else. We're fighting for freedom of the galaxy and all this crap. Yeah. And then Tarek's kind of in the exact same position goes to Captain Phasma because he's in, he's in prison and he's like, and she's like, okay, you have one chance to break this right. And you better have it. You better have what I want to hear or else, you know, you're going to the, the spice mines of Kessel. Yeah, or something like that. So he comes in her office like, "Oh yeah, the first order is all about ruling through strength because people can't handle their freedom, and we have to we have to control them and only give them the illusion of freedom to keep them going and all this, you know, all this general, uh, you know, uh, you know, dicta- dictatorial garbage." And and she's like, "Yeah, that's the right answer, but you, I can't you, trust you." Are you reading so. each panel to us and injecting your own interpretations <laughs> of it at this point? No. Well, <laughs> it, I mean, this is kind of. Uh, <laughs> Where the crux of the the whole uh, issue goes, but uh, how many yeah, pages was this? <laughs> it was actually a longer issue. It seemed okay. like, uh, but anyway, she ends up saying, you know, that's the right answer. But I don't trust you. You get implants. So at the end, Agent Terex actually gets a brain inhibitor installed in his side of his head. So he's no longer Agent Terex anymore. He's more like Terex Bot two thousand or something. So oh man, that sounds sick. It kind of sucks. I like Terex. I hope he can get that removed. He was a cool dude. Yeah, yeah. But 
Yeah, we'll yeah, see what happens. Yeah, that's that's uh, more interesting than I would have thought as well. Yeah, it was a cool issue. I love you know just the back and forth between the two was really cool to see and gave a lot of uh, insight into the resistance and the first order and the difference between the two. So it's yeah. cool, cool, goodish. Wow, guys. I'm I'm surprised on both comics account this. <laughs> yeah, I know. Maybe I'm just in a really good mood. I don't know. <laughs> that must be it. That must be it. Well, if you're in a good mood, get ready to hold on to your uh, oh, hold on yeah. to your tidy whities because it, it's time to talk about Throne! Throne! Oh, yeah, Thrawn. We teased this last week. Thrawn. Uh, the no, the long-awaited Thrawn. Oh, we did oh, yeah. tease it last week. Yeah. Never mind. Shut up. Me. No, it was two weeks ago. Three weeks ago. Yeah. Two. It was podcast two weeks ago, but really one week. I don't no, know. No, two anyway, weeks ago. <laughs> two weeks ago. Yeah. So uh, the long-awaited novel by everyone's favorite Star Wars author Timothy Zahn. Oh, Tizan! Yeah, he's back, baby, and he's Ooh. better than ever. Ooh, awesome. Oh, I almost got close enough to touch him at celebration. <laughs> I did too. Oh. <clears throat> I took a picture of him signing something else for someone else while not even knowing I was <laughs> there. And I felt so special. <laughs> I know. I walked past him and sniffed him a little bit. Yeah, I just kind of, I, I smelled the air around him. <laughs> like, Maybe uh, took in some of the carbon dioxide that he had exhaled. Oh, man. <laughs> Honestly, to sit I don't down. I if and I can continue now. I know. Feeling all flushed I feel like and bothered. I'd have a better shot of carrying on a conversation with Mark Hamill without losing my absolute shiznit than I would talking to Timothy Zahn because Mark Hamill, I would be just so overwhelmed and not knowing what to do with it, <laughs> that I would probably just come across as somewhat excitable, but normal. But with Timothy Zahn, I'd be like, ask him something brilliant. Ask him something brilliant. Cause like, <laughs> yeah, Mark I Hamill, know. you know, I can just, Mark Hamill's heard it all. Like I think Jedi's are cool. <laughs> and he'd Actually, be like, yeah, yeah, Jedi I think so too. Really Whereas with Timothy Zahn, I'd be like, if I say something stupid, my life is over. If I say something stupid, my life is, you know and it, I, Oh yeah. Say so Mark Hamill. It seems like he just has, this uh, way to put people at ease, like he's goofy like us and all that stuff. But right. yeah, Timothy Zahn, just, I don't know much about him. I mean, I've only seen him in person just at that one celebration. Uh, lame. But he seems rookie. very, very serious in, in some of the pictures he's taking. Yeah, he's a very serious <laughs> photograph subject. Yeah. So, so like, naturally, we would have no way to connect with him. <laughs> no. Like, you know, if you've stuff. read Timothy Zahn, you oh, know yeah. what Timothy if I, Zahn. What if I try <laughs> yeah. to be? What if I try to be funny and he doesn't think it's funny? Then I'll feel so bad. If you've read so. Timothy Zahn, you've had Timothy Zahn <laughs> inside of you. Oh, feels <laughs> so good. See, see. So hey, see, we're gonna mix we things more, up. Then. We're gonna mix things up this time, and I'm gonna give the book rundown because I read the book. That's amazing. I expected more uh, fanfare than that. But okay, I'll do okay. Yay! Yeah, thanks. Yeah. I guess B hole. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I I actually read the book, so I I I asked Garrick for special permission to do the rundown, and I will do it in the stylings of 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 Garrick. I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do one of those like uh uh those those satirical incorporating of other things into my review, so that it's almost like I probably shouldn't explain the humor first because it'll probably yes. be. Okay, ready? You, Give me rookie. Uh, you're tell, a noob. Me, tell me when to start. I, I need time on the clock. Tell me when to start. Boom. Uh, was that like now? Yeah. Oh, I thought I was gonna get like a you're countdown already, or something. Twenty seconds. Thirty-five seconds down. Okay. Okay. All right. Here we go. Okay. Ready? Uh, well, Prince. So Genoa and Luca are now just family estates of the Bonapartes. But I warn you, if you don't tell me that this means war, 
If you still try to defend the infamies and horrors perpetrated by that Antichrist, I really believe he is the Antichrist. I will have nothing more to do with you, and you are no longer my friend, no longer my faithful slave, as you call. This is war and peace. I'm sorry. I opened Uh-oh. the wrong. Okay, wait. That's. Here it that's is. Okay, ready? Right All right, no. No. <clears throat> All right, ready. 30 seconds on the clock. There you go. There you go. Ready? Ready? Thrawn behaves thrawningly. The end. Yes. Oh, I'm beautiful. touching myself right now. Be- oh, it's beautiful. I know. Touching I myself. Watch out, I just Derek. finished twice. Oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I need to smoke the book. I'm talking about the book. All right. All right. But what? I'm not going to do a 30 second round, but okay. Thrawn, I'm going to give it to you in a nutshell. Uh, you get the story of Thrawn from when the empire first discovers him, you know, as an exile of the Chiss. Yeah. Which, uh, welcome back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah, exactly right. But really, was he exiled? Well, that's a good question. Uh, it depends on how you really interpret uh, the, the events that unfold. I mean, I'm not gonna go on a, on a scene by scene, play by play, chapter by chapter rundown, but I'm gonna tell you, it starts out there. And one thing that's kind of new is that we get. Basically, I think what Timothy Zahn did was he wrote a book that was telling us as much about Thrawn that if we really wanted to, if we really super wanted to, we could just put this in the the old legends canon yep. and it fits almost perfectly. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Because it shows how Thrawn was like an alien that the Empire was part of a race the Empire had never even heard of and becomes the Grand Admiral in like a record amount of time. And it gives you the context to understand why and how that's happening. And it sounds ludicrous. Like, how does that even make sense? It would be really cheeseball, but it's not. <laughs> no, it's It's great. not. It's great. Oh, so oh good. Oh, my gosh. This book was <laughs> so good because Timothy, first off, I love the original Zahn trilogy. I love the Zahn duology, even though a lot of people would say it's nowhere nearly near as strong. Um, and I love, uh, I have fondness for a couple of other books. Outbound Flight was okay. I like that. I liked it. I, a lot of people did. I think I did too, really. But honestly, in this book, Timothy Zahn said, you know what? I'm taking the tropes out. We're not going to have these insane action sequences. Although I am going to give you more than one story at a time. The other stories, basically both stories concurrently happening in this novel are all politics all the time. Yep. It's Basically, all yeah. political and like and military politics uh, manipulation from start to finish. It's the whole book. It's backstabbery. It's one group outthinking another group. And I want to. OK, if my wife were to be struck by a truck tomorrow. This is a perfectly fine thing to talk about. If my wife were. <laughs> I, I, I say this God all the time. I'm like, if you died tomorrow, you know, that's how I start most <laughs> conversations with her. If you, I'm just saying, <laughs> then planning uh, a seed. Then <laughs> I would propose to the chick on Empire. I'm just saying, not Empire Strikes Back, but Empire TV show. Anyway, what's her name? Which the, one? The, the one from Hustle and Flow. I don't know. She just strikes a chord with me. That's a lovely woman. Anyway, uh, she was in Hidden Figures. You think she would say yes? No. Oh. But but could I live with myself if I didn't try? Good point. But same, same, same with Thrawn. If my, if my, if I was suddenly unmarried, I would try to have sexual relations with this book. That's all I'm driving at. This book that didn't stop Gary. (laughs) (laughs) This book, Timothy Zahn, God bless the hell out of you. I love this book. I love it. So, okay. It breaks down Thrawn's ascension from one rank to another in rapid format. 
And it kind of does it from not just Thrawn's perspective, but kind of the side perspective of sort of a sidekick. Not Gilad Palian. He is oh. not in this new canon at all. Not yet. Not yet. Still happen. But from another character who's just an end, or he's actually, he's still in the academy. He's still training, but he's got assignment. As that part guy of his was training. great. Eli and, Vanto. Yeah, Eli Vanto. <laughs> he's and so he's awesome. just, he all he wants to be is a supply officer. He's got his career <laughs> path. And dude, it's seriously, it's like the whole time. It's like, I'm just trying to get out. Oh. I just want to count it's crates. Like, I want to be a supply officer so bad. And these guys are making me work with this dude. And my career is all in question because little does he know his career is going to be amazeballs just by being associated with Ron. But you totally feel for him. You, you understand where he's coming from because the, the, uh, the empire does not like yeah. non-humans. Really. Yeah. They don't like non-humans. And also Eli Vanto is an outsider because he's from outside the core. Yeah. And so he knows that he's, yeah, yeah. He's a Rube and he knows he's got a limited career path. And so he's like, I have a limited career path. I have, I have structured everything so that I can achieve the best I can (laughs) achieve. And anything that takes me off of that will eventually ruin me. I love, I love the, uh, the running joke that, you know, Thrawn was, escalating through the ranks at record pace but yeah he was still an ensign like yeah. way put, way after everyone was already up in like yeah. lieutenant rank and i was i was pitching to howie <laughs> he was listening and i was reading and we we're like staying in the parking garage and i'm pitching to howie that like ideas like what is you think thrawn's like holding him back for some kind of weird reason or something like that and he's going to turn on him i love the fact know. that i was asking these questions and ultimately i was wrong about any questions i was asking you know it wasn't that complex because there were other complexities at play and anyway, Thrawn keeps having uh, like different. T- I love how many different types of commanding officers Thrawn has. <laughs> yeah, they're so he's great. got like the one he's got like the racist ones. Yeah, he's got like the one it's like he's kind of old school racist, but he's learned to trust him. <laughs> he's got the chick who just absolutely like, hates him for years. existing, who got her career just from politics. The guy yeah, who, I mean, does, who knows he's not a very good commander, but yeah. The guy who's like, eh, I kind of suck at this. What would you do? <laughs> you know, like, he gets all of these different commanding officers. And in each one of those situations, he figures out what he has to do to to excel. And he's not trying to step on them. He's just doing the best he can do. Which which was effortless. Yeah. And, now he, and this all started off with a scene with the emperor. We met with old Shivi Palps when they first bring him about so that he okay. could. I have to say something about that scene. Okay, please. Because I've listened to several books that have had him in the books. Mm-hmm. And the writers would go into grand yeah. detail about... Jason Yes. <laughs> about Mr. Chibi Palps. And what how he looked. Robes? And I what need he to know. did. And Timothy Zahn said... Her. Yeah, here he is. He was wearing a robe. It was kind of brown colored. All right, let's move on. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I know what he looks like. He was kind of wrinkly and gross. I don't need gross. to spend 20 minutes of you describing it from this person's perspective. Exactly. Zahn's like, ain't nobody got time for that. I got to talk about some political intrigue up in here. And uh, and yeah, the scene with the emperor, I was real nervous because I was ready for even that to be cheese ball. And it wasn't. It was awesome because you can see. You can see that Thrawn's got the balls to talk straight to the Emperor, but the Emperor's got the balls to find it, find, find fondness for it. Yeah. <laughs> and they bond. Even when Thrawn's brand new outsider, he's not part of the uh, Empire at all. 
there's a bonding that happens and it's not just because the emperor is like oh you know of some crazy outside threat oh which is also uh welcome back yeah. i think we've done that before because we've heard that through other sources yeah, it was but, in the, the last aftermath novel and i yeah. think that uh the emperor knew about it before thrawn even arrived and right. that's why it intrigued him so much yeah so thrawn kind of confirms something that he knows about but that wasn't just like oh you know about this something which makes you valuable you could tell the, that shivi palace was legitimately like you i like you <laughs> you 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 and your blue you blue you <laughs> Yeah, uh, blue guy. But yeah, like you know, throws him in the they th- they throw him in the in the training thing, and just and how he deals with like other just cocky trainees all the way up to <laughs> dealing with the, the admiralty is just it is such a ride. It is. I love this it's book. Now, great because you get that you get his military strategy, but also on the side you kind of get that Sherlock Holmes yes! type from him because exactly. he has he has this hidden enemy like a Moriarty out there, and yes. that's kind of like. Maybe the hidden antagonist of the book. That's what this book is. (laughs) It's Sherlock Holmes. And Vanto is very easily Watson. See, Paleon Paleon was always like a Watson-y character all the way down to the mustache, right? But Paleon was more of a just like a vehicle for Thrawn to express his inner monologue, you know, in those original books. I love Paleon. I loved him even more with what he became after Thrawn's death, right? But, uh, uh, But Vanto is literally Watson because... The whole time that he, throughout the whole novel, Thrawn is waiting for him to start be able to making the right conclusions on his own. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's literally trying to train him and find his true potential. And so he's, it, it is, it's, it's very much Sherlock Holmes, which is right in the center of my wheelhouse. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, I love this book. So the other story that's going on, which I am horribly ashamed of myself for not realizing till like halfway through the book who this person was. <laughs> Was the governor of Lothal. The, she doesn't start yeah. off as a governor of Lothal. She's actually part of a family that owns a mine of mm. this precious metal that throughout the whole thing is, is be, the markets are going crazy and the empire is buying up tons of it and people are smuggling this metal called like dunium or something like that. And uh, and so she starts off uh, that and then the, the empire kind of like blackmails her family so that the empire can own the mine and... But in reality, it's the individual Imperials like the Moths who own stake in the mine so they can sell it to the Empire and make a ridiculous profit. It's all very crooked and shady and the economics makes sense, which again, Zahn, way to go. Um, but uh it turns out, yeah, she's just, uh what what's her name again? Price. Price Ariana Governor Price. Yeah. yeah, she's Governor Price from the Rebels series, which I, <laughs> yeah. I did not realize because the whole time he's talking, he's referring to her by her first name. And it wasn't until she actually blackmailed her way into becoming the governor to Tarkin. She goes to Tarkin, of all people, <laughs> yeah. after after going on this whole like lifelong, I'm going to get back at the Imperials who stole my family mind from me. Like she goes to the very bargain basement she goes to work at the coruscant dmv yeah basically yeah she goes to work at the dm mother Kraken v that's how low it gets and then she scrapes her way up from that lowest place to actually get herself a governorship granted to her by tarkin and uh and and yeah and, and so when he first referred when tarkin at the end of that chapter first referred to her as a governor price i went oh for god's sake that was when I first realized the whole time. Oh yeah. That I was like, I had to hear the words governor price. <laughs> 
to re- realize that that was Governor Price from uh, from from Rebels because yeah, the whole time is her first name that everybody and I was hung up on the first name and I was not picturing Governor Price with her curt black you know cut cropped hair at all. But um, but it even the great even thing even though is, they explain that I know no in I'm, the book I'm I mean, stupid, but <laughs> it's but the great thing is once I did I was looking back at I mean the nice thing about having the aha moment was I had, I could reflect on everything I'd read so far. You know, we've seen in, uh, in this Imperial or, uh, through Imperial eyes episode of rebels, we've seen governor price go like hand to hand combat, beat some butt. Yeah. We've seen her like kick some a right. And mm-hmm. so, and so I realized I'm like, Oh wait, I just read a couple of chapters about how she got hand to hand combat training, which had nothing to do with Imperial combat training at all. It just was a thing that she took up through circumstances and friends that she knew. And I was like, holy crap, this all makes it. Timothy Zahn just wrote a Thrawn novel <laughs> that is also a prequel to season three of Rebels. Yeah, it's a, and, and it didn't seem like that's what it was no, doing. That was the all. best part. It stood completely on its own. And even once I knew, I'm like, this is a prequel to season three of Rebels. Even by the time I knew that, it still didn't read like that at all because it is just these... He made Governor Price, which is this kind of two one dimensional character, into this like amaze balls character. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Yes. Wow. Did you finish? Yeah, I did. <laughs> Many <laughs> times over. You need a napkin or something? No, no, <laughs> I need an Advil. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Honestly, I this I am so excited about this book, and all I want now. Because I still don't believe that they know how to find the right kind of writing talent for my taste. I don't, and I say it that way. In, in a lot of ways, I feel like that Star Wars and uh, and Lucasfilm has not been very good at courting writing talent, period. In my opinion. But that's not fair because there are a lot of people that like the authors that I don't. Yeah, there well, are a lot of people that hate Wendig, but there are a lot of people that really like him. You know, Well, R.A. Salvatore, I love his outside Star Wars work. But <laughs> exactly. His- his exactly. Vector Prime was not the best. No, Vector Prime. <laughs> I tried to reread Vector Prime about three or four years ago because I remembered how much I hated it when I read it. And not because it was this big new thing and the Yuzen Vong and all that. I like the fact that at the time that Star Wars was trying to do something different. I just literally could not envision anything he wrote. I went and I and and right and I think it was partway through the New Jedi Order. I went and I picked up some of his Forgotten Realms books or the Baldur's Gate books. And I was like, these are great. They're amazing. Like he They're invented great. Dritz, one yeah, of the he had Dr- best Dritz characters Dr- ever. And he can write humor. Where was this? Exactly. Where were these like humorous quips and stuff like that? And, like Vector Prime is a drab, awful drag. Uh, and I don't know if that's all his fault or not. Maybe he was overwhelmed by the Star Wars property. Maybe he was shackled too much. I have no idea. But I feel like a lot of decent authors they get and they just fail at Star Wars. And Zahn, obviously, being the seasoned veteran, just nailed it out of the park. Stackpole, get off Twitter for two seconds and write me a new Star Wars book, you son of a gun. Oh, my gosh. This is this makes me so hopeful. But I know it's going to be like one out of every 25 books that comes out. What's that? that Claudia Gray. I love her stuff. I, I've still not read Lost Stars. I, I need to. I know. Hey. I know that. Uh, but but yeah, it's I, I'm. I'm more likely to read Lost Stars because of Thrawn. I'm kind of spoiled now because of this book because I tried. I'm trying to read uh, Rebel Rising. I'm just like, this isn't Zahn. This is somebody <laughs> different, and I can't do it anymore. Uh, I want Zahn now. I feel like Zahn should write a test 
for Lucasfilm to give authors to see if they understand what makes Star Wars Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, he should be in charge of the publishing house. Yeah, if they have yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> because honest to goodness, it's just it, it. It's amazing how many people don't know be, what makes Star Wars feel like Star Wars. He needs and to be he book does. Kathleen Kennedy. I mean, there's this book is all about, like I said, political intrigue and backstabbery. It is not like the Free Jack. You don't have a Han Solo in these books. You don't have a Luke Skywalker in these books. You know what I mean? You don't have a yeah. Chewie. You don't have all the tropes. This book was completely without all those tropes, and it was Star Wars through and mm -hmm. through. There wasn't that that subtle humor that Star Wars had, but it still was. There were still light-hearted moments, like yeah. lighter moment. Yeah. Like nothing was too deep and heavy, and it was like, oh man, this sucks. Right. Everything if, was was above board, and it was. It, if it anything, well. you if anything, you'd get a little bit of humor through Thrawn's passive aggressive, total lack of passive aggression, <laughs> or through Eli. Just, <laughs> just uh, he was just you know moaning and groaning about how he never gets a promotion, and yeah, he just wants to be a supply officer because he's well, really but, good at you know, logistics. <laughs> you, you say he was moaning and groaning, but I mean, yeah, he was ups obviously upset about it, but internally, he was very, yeah, internally, internally yeah. but he was very. Very good at at uh, because he know. knew that not doing yeah. his job would be even worse. <laughs> right. Yeah. But you as, know, as as Thrawn's translator, Thrawn who can <laughs> um, who speaks fluent English, fluent basic, has to have a translator because he requested one. He would. And, he would throw. And what, he would every, ask every two years, he would ask for a word. <laughs> yeah, I think he did that on purpose. He'd be like, "What's the word well, for this?" You, uh, you know that word. Come on. But that's the only thing you don't know. Even after the end of the book, you don't know if everything he actually, that he. Yeah. Well, even more than just the words, you don't know if he did what he did on purpose and what he didn't. Even the politics. Yeah. Because everybody yeah. kept saying, "Man, you're you, you suck at politics. politics. You don't understand the <laughs> but politics." I'm like, and Thrawn's but like, he's getting done right. what he wants to get done. Yeah. Like yeah. Governor Price is like, you need my help to navigate this, and he's like, eh, whatever. And you're a brilliant tactician, but you don't get it. politics. And but he's like, I'm grand. He just dropped Admiral a few hints. Now. I mean, he just dropped a few hints. Yeah. And the other thing is, like, even those words, you don't know if he really needed those words or not, because he already picked Eli Vanto from the, almost the very beginning of the book. You're my guy. Yeah. And he and I, I mean, I know we spoil things, but I'm not going to spoil the very end of the book. Right. But he is literally grooming Vanto. Um, he for, becomes Grand Admiral. Well, yeah, he does become <laughs> Grand Admiral, but he's I'm not going to spoil what happens to Eli. He's he, but he's grooming him from almost day one to do something that is very different and outside what you might expect. You might expect it while you're reading the book, but just from an outsider perspective, looking at the story, you'd be like, what, what's that about? Uh, I want to know more about that. And, I'm kind of getting chills yeah. about thinking was, about the, yeah. I was very disappointed in that ending because really I want more, more. Oh, <laughs> more. I'm like, you the can't is, end I it look, there, Zon. What are you doing? I take a completely different look at that. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I might get more. Yeah. Yeah. Of but that. I, yeah. But I want it now. Oh my gosh! What a marvelous, marvelous book! Yeah. Uh, can't, I can't recommend it enough. I'm gonna say, of every Star Wars book I've ever read, this was the most human. No, of, <laughs> Just, of all the Star Wars books I've ever read, I think this one's probably in my top three. What's the lifespan wow. of a chess? I have no idea. Uh, ever. Forever. They're, all, they're remember, all aliens live longer than humans. <laughs> there are no aliens that Even only walks. Uh, probably, they're yeah. smaller. They'll you know, small dogs live longer than big dogs. I'm just saying they do, but not longer than humans. Humans, <laughs> humans. Because I'm, I'm hoping he lives long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
like episode nine long yes no i I would love it i have absolutely no i really love the idea of of benicio del toro playing thrawn but we all but know that that's not happening at this point because we have rumored descriptions of his character but uh, yeah i would i would love there to be the new adventures of thrawn (laughs) very (laughs) very very much oh and another sort of bringing his killer into rebels so that's the trick that's the trick the 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 killer the character that killed him in the zon trilogy in legends is being introduced in rebels season four so um what i also found interesting i wanted to make another point is this was completely empire you know perspective throughout and and a little bit of civilian a little bit of civilian yeah but i love the fact that i never once felt like oh i hate these guys because they're imperials no lightsabers anywhere nope not even someone who had a lightsaber as a prize sitting on their shelf in their office not like because that's a trope too oh i collect lightsabers there's none of that crap no force <laughs> no lightsaber well, no, no kyber nothing. crystals no kyber and, crystals. and uh you know eli and it was Ron, mentioned but they weren't it. going around beating the crap out of innocence no no that's the great thing there were people that you really super respected i mean we got a lot of the uh uh colonel ularin for that we saw in rebels you know uh in the in the season rebels that's i mean obviously we don't we see ularin in episode four but we don't really get anything from it but we got this ularin in rebels that was like really introspective and seemed like an actually like kind of decent guy trying to do a good job, which is cool because we know him from being a good guy in the Clone Wars, right? Mm-hmm. But now he's part of the Empire because he stayed with it, right? And so uh, he's a part. He's aligned with the bad guys, but he's not necessarily a bad guy. We get a lot of Yularen in this book, and the whole time you're like, oh man, he's a good guy. Even when like the tables turn and he's starting to doubt people, mm-hmm. you're still with him because you're like. Yeah. He's trying to be loyal and do his job, which he believes is right, even though he's an imperial bastard. You know, yeah. <laughs> he's not. He's just a career. He's a career uh, Mil- military, uh, military slash, you know, spy guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's part of the security bureau. And so it's. You really, I, I love you, Lauren. Now I've never given yeah, a crap that is about strange. you, Lauren. That is a strange I, feeling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That episode of of through Imperial Eyes when you go, oh, you, Lauren's kind of cool. I didn't care much about him in Clone Wars, but I was like, oh, he's kind of cool. And now I'm just like, oh man, I love this character, Zon. What are you doing to me yeah. up in here? Yeah, that was awesome about Thrawn. Like he he worked for the Empire, but he his first, uh, you know, his first result that he wanted was to end the conflict without lose loss of life. Yeah, it's like his first oh, direct, yes. his yes, only like, personal first and he, directive. And he was almost taken aback about some of the people who were like, no, waste everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah there are Imperials like, why planet. do you even care? You're actually going to get in trouble or you're not going to get as much praise because you wasted resources on this. And, and, and from Thrawn's point of view, there's that the loss of life. I mean, I don't make, want to make it sound Vulcan, but loss of life is illogical. If they are life, they are civilians that produce for the empire. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So if we just get rid of them, we are losing a valuable commodity. Think this through. So like, it was still very black and white and very logical based, but yet it had nothing to do with that horrible, horrible side of the empire that we've seen so much of. Yeah. yeah. You know, 
and even much when he more met, to do with he just met face to face with the the antagonist through this whole book is the guy he's been trying to track through all like years and years of his career apparently they've been trying to track them since the death star novel yeah. is that right <laughs> yeah, yeah i guess yeah, yeah something like that so he ends up confronting him he's like hey just give up man you know i got i i'll let you go i will let make sure you live and get away from here to go do this other thing which i don't want to mention because i guess we'll kind of spoil the end of the book yeah but it's like wow you know he's been tracking this guy who's doing all this crazy stuff to hurt the empire and he's still like offering him a a, a position to go somewhere else to to live and live out his life to do something good yeah, so, like, so wow, Thrawn, crazy. Thrawn was basically looking at a choice of, I have this thing that I want done. I have this greater calling that I want someone to do. That's not for me, but it's for someone. So I can either train someone to be that person, or I can find my equal, who is my total enemy, and try to convince them to do it. Yeah, Because exactly. he is just so, he's he's goal-based. He's, you know, milestone-based. That's and, his and mind. he saw it right away with the... Uh, when he's at the academy with the the people who try to beat the crap out of him, yeah, because they you know they were racist. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> he's like, no, these guys are going to be good pilots. Yeah, because they're like, oh, we're going to kick them out. I don't care who their family. Is. He goes, why, why kick them out? Why don't just, why not just uh, send them somewhere else? I because love that part because if you <laughs> if send them somewhere else in the middle of the night, they'll think they're being punished. By the time they get where they're going, they won't know why they're sent there. Who sent them there? They will just be certain that they're being punished for what they did. It will scare them straight. And also, I think they'll be really good at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and yeah. then they are. <laughs> and then was, they get this and feeling. Think, and they think they won. <laughs> yeah. They think someone pulled some strings yeah. to get me into this cool program as a as a fighter pilot. Yeah. Which is, I guess, a prestigious role, kind of. Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, everything works Especially out. Especially at that, that particular school. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, yeah, I was just a cadet. And well, you thought you could get one over on me, but I think it turned out really great for me. It's just like. Good for you. Yeah, good. Thrawn's like good. Good, good for you. That's yeah. great. <laughs> That's what I loved about Thrawn. He didn't need. He doesn't suffer revenge. fools, bro. No. Yeah. And he, yeah, the for revenge is below him. If there, there's no, it serves literally no purpose. Right. To him, and, and as soon as you think it does, you find out you were stupid. Yeah. He just and <laughs> that he was actually thinking about something else and just masking something as revenge. Or it's something. like mental judo. He just uses the force <laughs> against his opponent. Yeah. Into something, some uh, a favorable outcome. Exactly. So anyway, obviously, we all liked Thrawn very much. Let us not waste a moment more gushing, because I know we could probably just between the three of us talk for hours, whether we were recording or not, and move on to the Porkins Bite of the Week. Oh, I could hear a few more pages of War and Peace. Any more? Any I've more got a few more pages. A Sweet. few more thousand pages. Yeah. I don't know if y'all know this. But you know how George Lucas had different versions of Star Wars that he wrote, and the early versions were very different oh, yeah. from what actually came out in the movie. Mm-hmm. Star Killer. But in Return of the Jedi, the original plans in the early scripts featured Luke claiming the mantle of Darth Vader for himself and Han and the Rebel troops dying on Endor. Nice. That would have been uh, way, a weird way to be Way to be uplifting there, Georgie Lukes. Yeah. That's, you know... It could still happen. I want to keep talking... Uh, I, 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 no, I don't want to keep talking, but I feel like we could spend another whole podcast just talking about George Lucas's tendency to write something awful. <laughs> and then an editing process gives it new life. And what didn't happen in the prequels. 
It, you know, I feel like George Lucas's first pass should all there should always be somebody who goes, all right, GL, we're going to take 20 percent of that because 20 percent of that's awesome. We're going to flesh out the other 80 percent, you know, but hey, so be it. Hey, gentlemen, what? Anybody want to talk about some rumors? No, I don't. I, I do. Kind of. There's no rumors button. What the heck, dude? I got no rumors. That's my favorite no music. Rumors music. I know. It gets me I'm in the mood. I'm as fast as I can. Oh yeah. Whoa. Uh, uh. That's what I'm talking about right there. Yeah. Yeah. That beat. Mm. I don't know yeah. how that happened. I feel it's, it had to do oh, that because I was on a different screen. That's <laughs> 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 just the way it works. Uh, so, oh, wait. No, wait. Um, I got to start it right. Well, boys. <laughs> <laughs> That's like Mike, what he does. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Whenever we review a book, Mike checks out. <laughs> and so when we get to rumors, he, he's just like kind of wakes up from whatever work he was doing or emailing and goes, well, boys, uh, we got a few things on the docket this week. Uh, I will say that, uh, I don't know if you uh, caught this, but Oscar Isaac has been talking about, uh, Filming an intense scene with Carrie Fisher for the Last Jedi. Ooh. You uh, you pick up on this? They making out? I hope so, but I'm gonna read the quote just to be sure. Ready? Kind of gross. Uh, I'm looking at Jedi News. Uh, dot, so uh, if you want to check it out, go to the show notes.com. Yeah, I don't got to say that though. You just Google Jedi News, you'll find it. Dot co. But anyway, UK. go to the show notes and you'll find it. Betterkind.com. It's great. So here's a quote from Oscar. It was basically my first day, uh, and we did about 25 takes total. Yeah, half did. of them were on me. Half of them were on her. Ooh, I can't give anything what? away, but there Wait, was a what? scene. You know. Half of them were us. on me. Half of them were on her. Yep. The yeah, scenes. The, of the shots. Mm, yeah. Okay. I can't give anything away, but there was a scene where Money there was shot. some. Would you shut up? Where there was uh, some physicality there, oh, and yeah. it was shot just over and over mm, and over, mm, and she relished yeah. the physicality of it. <laughs> yeah, Let did. me just say, it was pretty intense. It uh, would be funny to see what they cut together based on that. Yeah, that's dude. the quote. So that to me just means a uh, uh, rancid, sloppy sex. Yeah, it does. I'm yeah. assuming. Yeah, I mean, if she relished in the physicality of it, is it bad that like, more interesting? I feel like this those words now? alone are lifted right out of a novel with Fabio on the cover. I'm just saying. I read that yes. novel. Yeah, Fifty Shades of Star Wars. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. Well, it's- I got to type over a new episode title now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess it doesn't work as well when we call it out like that. Yeah, uh, just cut that part out. Okay. No, this will get this. Uh, if we call it this, it might actually get my wife to listen to the reviews. <laughs> <laughs> what are they so. going to talk about? Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> no. Uh, I'm betting uh, th- th- that things come to blows. Wow. Why? I don't know. I think. Well, we've talked about how just in the comic, uh, <clears throat> you know, Leia and Poe having to come to terms, right? Yeah, they they kind of come to terms. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying it could very well be that. That I don't know. There's a scuffle. Maybe it's not between. No, oh, Leia is upset at Han's death, and he's trying to prevent her from doing something stupid. Oh yeah, she gets up on a chair and carves into the beam. Leia was here. Yep. Oh no! She... Oh, no! Don't. <laughs> well, wait. Then they wouldn't have to be doing all this episode nine re- <laughs> Redux <laughs> rewrites true. and things like that. Uh, yeah, speaking of which. 
But uh, KK herself, Miss Ms. Kathleen Kennedy. I like you that. know that I lady. Like that what lady. runs Lucasfilm? Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, she is. She's the coolness. Uh, she says that after Carrie's death, quote, we pretty much started over. Whoa. End quote with episode nine, oh, saying that uh, it, she. It's the first time, and it's just in the last couple of days where they've just kind of said, uh, "We're going to be honest with you." Episode nine, whatever we had planned before, got completely reset. You I'm not saying that, they threw the wow. baby out with the bathwater, but it sounds like it's been a pretty dramatic redo because of Carrie Fisher's death. So that leads me yeah. to believe that she was going to be a very big part. It's going to be released in May. <laughs> <laughs> sure yeah, is. Yeah. Now that they've had to start over, <laughs> it's still going to make that May of next year timeline, I'm sure. Or the two May of two yep, years. You got it. There we go. Two years from now. Got it. Yeah, yep. nailed it. Um, but yeah, uh, so I don't know. I mean, wh- what do you think? I'm picturing like probably, you know, Leia being almost like the Admiral Akbar of Return of the Jedi. You know what I mean? Like that's I'm wondering if it was built around some sort of epic battle and she's right there in the like tactical command or something. Hmm. Kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> Is it that late? <laughs> no, I, I just I'm at this point where I don't even know really yeah. what to expect yeah. or what I should have expected. Yeah, we're and talking a lot know. about Ep Nine half a year, but yeah. more than half a year before Episode Which Eight is comes way out. More than we ever did with Episode Eight. <laughs> oh time. yeah, because because Episode Seven was a complete unknown. Well, yeah. well, a complete uncertainty. We're missing a huge link in the chain here. Yeah, so it's hard. Yeah, it's hard to speculate without seeing it. It really is. It really is. Well, having said that, then, shall we move on to the next item up for bid? No, I want to talk more about this. No, I refuse. I refuse. I refute your refusal. Ooh. Uh, he I... refuted your refusal. Computer manual override uh, code uh, Wilson Admiral. <laughs> I, I think it just initiated his kill mode. Oh, crap. It's going <laughs> to self-destruct. <laughs> Beep. override Beep. override Beep. montgomery scott uh agent uh agent uh uh, uh, uh no <laughs> this is another age snoke snoke the identity of snoke that's not agent it's great no it's not no I, as a as a, a clever note that confused me when i was reading it off the off the show <laughs> notes but uh obviously one of the biggest questions for episode eight hopefully is who defunct is snoke right I am. Like you know, the two big question, who are Ray's parents? Who's Snoke? Right? Those are the two biggies. Right? Am I right? Yeah. You guys are awesome. So <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, I'm uh, clicking on links. This came out. Th- this came out. I don't know where this came from, but there's a going theory that the word Snoke was actually derived from an acronym. What? It's a pretty interesting acronym, but I don't know how much I buy it. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. This could have been something born out of some crackpot in Reddit or Probably, something like that. But classic but, Reddit. It's uh, Snoke. Sith no one knew existed. Dumb. That sounds so JJ, though. <laughs> Doesn't it? That's probably what the original the like, original naming convention that they yeah. use, but it probably has no, no bearing on the... Uh, yeah, this is probably like, sh- oh, okay, that's the name we'll yeah, use. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's yeah, kind that's of my... That may be how it name. started out, but I doubt that it's actually... Yeah, uh, but it might. But if it is accurate, what it does tell us is that he is a Sith. Remember, we don't or actually at least originally it was going to be. Yeah, yeah, or originally it was going to be because we don't know. We still have zilch idea of Snoke. It's an untouchable. 
And we, we've kind of we've learned to take things for granted and kind of forget some of the chinks in the armor. But the fact of the matter is, Snow could be anything. Yep, he could yep. be a construct. He could be an, an AI. Whoa, he, he could be the eye of Palpatine. He's the what? new Callista. I'm just saying. That's horrible. <laughs> That's horrible. How how pissed or or would you be pissed if they brought back the eye of Palpatine? I would. I would be pissed. I would punch okay. something. That's, Having said that, that I would like to point. So, I would like to point something out to you. Are you ready for this? No. I, maybe maybe I should have had Fanboy Y come in and, and present this to you, but uh, it's too late for that now, and, and I don't want the smell. Um, yeah. So the Eye of Palpatine was a big old asteroid with a super laser in it, like the Death Star, right? But it yeah. was just instead of being built into a space station, it was built into a rocky mass. And this yeah. was Legends. Right, this is in the legends. Can't this is in yeah. terrible books in the legends? Okay, <laughs> but a super laser like the Death Star built into an asteroid. Yeah. So, what was Star Killer Base? Huge laser, super built laser into built into a planetoid. Plane. Yeah, and when the planetoid split and exposed a super laser and it's floating in the sky, what does it look like? An, an asteroid. Yeah, it looks asteroid like an eyeball. <laughs> eyeball with the super laser it does like the you know the super laser is big you know the big yeah. retina yeah i'm just yeah. saying i have palpatine near the eye of palpatine the giant, <laughs> that would have been a great fanboy why but uh but unfortunately i seized on this one before he did but he i'm sure he could have inflated it into something much more well, he's still looking for some place to live right <laughs> that's true he's out at pounding bricks can't believe uh, you're quoting I know, I know, I know. Well, then let's race away from that, because I got a question for you. Oh, why did Ryan Johnson ask JJ to swap droids at the end of Ep 7? To get to the other side. Do you remember? No. Good guess. Do you remember uh, that when Ray goes to Octo or Octu, or I really hope they say the name of that planet in the movie so we can quit second guessing ourselves. Um. When Ray go Ray and Chewie hop in the Falcon and go boot scooting, she takes they take R2 with her. Ooh. Originally it was BB eight. What? Yeah, well, BB-8's the droid that's with her, you know? It's, that's for whatever reason. The funny thing is you still want to go, you know, Poe seemed kind of attached to BB eight despite using that R zero or whatever it was that was in the back of his X Wing at, at, you know, mid movie. Uh, Poe seems to think BB-8 is really special. He says those exact words. He's a special guy, right? His droid. Uh, yeah. Um, but so it was originally that BB-8 would stay with Ray and Chewie, most likely with a very JJJian uh, decision making along the lines of, yeah, but it's the new guy. People like him. So <laughs> I'm assuming that's how much thought JJ because puts in. It made more sense how it played out. It does. It makes more sense how it played out. But Here's Ryan brand new. Here's JJ bringing life back into the new franchise. All the excitement of bringing it all back. And Ryan goes, hey, um, do you mind changing that? There's got to be a reason for it, right? <laughs> Why would there be? Why wouldn't we want R2 back with Luke? Is it that simple? Is that it? Is that a, is that enough? Or Well, there's the one. Well, I... I don't know. I don't know either, but it's a question worth asking. Do you think R2 is going to serve a very specific plot purpose? Open up more trash compactors? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you shut all the ones down on the detention level at yeah. least, right? Right. What if R2 All of them. What if R2's got some more special stuff in his memory banks or something like that that's going to well, play he heavily has the map. His, he's got the Yeah, he does have the map. He's the map. He's the map. He's, he's the map. 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 Uh 
he's the map. But I, that's kind of what I'm wondering. Like that was already the case. And JJ and Kasdan didn't write it that way. Hmm. So Ryan Johnson said, Hey, I'm writing the next one. I need, if you, if it's cool, fellas, maybe he's thinking we actually need some continuity here. So you better do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Part of me likes to think Ryan Johnson just showed him and go, uh, why does it make sense for BBA? He belongs to that guy. R2 belongs to the guy they're going to visit. And R2 has the map. Does this, uh, he just plays it off. Like I've got something special. To, to yeah, do. That's what it was. <laughs> it's trying really? to be cool, uh, man. Like JJ and Kaz are saying like, really? I mean, you really, you, I mean, why do you think that's a problem? Oh, um, um, uh, I, I am not ready to present it yet. But I guess it's going to blow yeah. your mind. It's going to blow your mind. It's going to be the coolest thing ever. Here, hold these like here, hold these carnival prize mirrors. They've Gotta got lines go. of Coke on them. Just <laughs> snort and run. <laughs> Cause that's what everybody in Hollywood does. Yes. You know, every time you got to have a bad idea and snort a line of Coke. So anyway, uh, I, I just think it's interesting. I think it's an interesting question to, that. I wonder if there's something very specific that, that R2 holds. I mean, remember the whole big thing about, and the legends continuity after the uh, prequels started coming out and we knew the identity of Luke's mother, which was a thing for the long time. There was no identity of Luke's mother. It's just somebody that Leia claimed to remember because she has really great memory from birth, but that wasn't something <laughs> we knew either at the time who was alive yeah. for 10 seconds. Yeah, exactly. And then died of a broken heart. Uba, <laughs> But she, um, and then suddenly we, you know, the legends continuity is continuing, but we still, you know, the, the prequels rolling out. Okay. Now we know Luke's mother. So they wanted to write about Luke uncovering the discovering the identity of his mother. And what it was, was that R2 all along had these like super, super secret locked files in his memory banks. And so it was this big thing about figuring out how to get R2 to release this data so that Luke could learn who his mom was. And, uh, so I'm wondering if it might be something similar to that. Like R2's got something in him that's important, right? That mm. makes sense from a plot perspective that he would have. So do you think the scene where R2's asleep and then wakes up, do you think that plays into this? Or is that still JJ? Yeah, that was I, never explained. Yeah, it really was. That was that I would say that's JJ in the sense that it was glossed over and not explained at all. But whether or not there was, I do remember hearing something about there being a reason why that played out the way it did, but I've never heard it in connection with this because this is kind of a more newer thing that came out. Right. So. Could be. Could be. Well, yes, I, we do know that he holds a lot of data. Sure do. And he yep. knows a lot. He knows he everything. Knows, he knows more than any person alive. Did yeah, he ever tell Luke who his mom was? Did he ever tell her that? Tell him that? I forget. Uh, yes. Nice. Yes. I uh, also remember unofficially Luke or uh, R2 and 3PO more R2 than 3PO are kind of the guardians of the wills. <laughs> That's true. The, the yeah. movies are really about those two. From a Lucas from a Lucas perspective, they were the guardians of the wills. They were the ones who he required to be in every movie. He probably hated how little R2 was in episode 7. <laughs> I'm betting you. Uh I, but to be honest, I I I love R2. Yeah, I R2's love R2 as well. He's one of my favorites, and I was disappointed. That was a, that was one of several things that that was one of the very few things that was disappointing to me up front, and it's one of several things that you know a year and change out from the movie now since having seen episode seven, I go, yeah, that that was an error. Not that 
not that BB-8 wasn't amazing and still is. I love BB-8. I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't want to get rid of BB-8. But I think you could have had R2 not on screen, but the whole thing like, oh, R2 fell asleep, never to wake up again, because we don't know. We don't know how to fix the droids because we make. he's sad. <laughs> he's sad. He fell asleep sad. He has chronic <laughs> depression. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm sorry. Like, we don't know what's wrong with him. I'm like, so you just throw a tarp over him? Yeah. He's a freaking droid. Run a diagnostic, you sons of guns, you know? But I digress. So and anyway, that's all that. But let's talk about another film that we know nothing about, shall we? That's a, that could be anything. I know. That's a lot let's of talk things. about Alien Covenant. No, uh, uh, Han Solo film. Oh yeah, Aaron Han Alderich. Solo film. They're making a Han Solo film. They're making a Han Solo Dong film. Dong Lover. Dong Lover. Don't Aaron tell Alderich. me. Oh, Drake. No. Yeah, I know all this. Also, uh, Chewy. Yeah, and uh, and pot pot smoking happy Earth McGee. Any pots? Yep, that guy. No, no, the dude what oh. the Cheech? dude what plays poker with Willie Nelson. Chong, he, Chong. He used to yeah, serve Chong. beers to Norm. Huh? Billy, Woody Harrelson. Tomlin Tomlin guy, yeah. Plays a character by the name of Beckett. You mean Hamish. Hamish, yes. <laughs> uh, plays a character. Of the name of Be- Tallahassee. Tallahassee, that's right. Tallahassee. See, I knew exactly what you meant to say. Right? Dang it. You guys were it. both clamoring to find Tallahassee. Swing and a miss. I really want some Twinkies right now. I know, man. I don't like I hate- snowballs. I hate snowballs. Not the taste, but the texture. That's right. I agree. <laughs> I love that movie. Got it. I, okay. I, we can't take for granted that everybody's seen it. If you haven't seen Zombieland, oh my gosh. That's a wonderful movie, and you should see it. Anyway. Uh, he plays Beckett, but now we have a bunch Sam of character Beckett. names. Yep. Yeah. He steps into the Falcon League uh, accelerator. Kate mm. Beckett. And vanished. <gasps> uh, so, yeah, we got Han, Lando, Chewie, and Beckett. Those are the ones we know, but we got more. What? More character names. Sweet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, ready? bring them on. All right. If you if you didn't know that this was a spoiler cast, you're probably well into a fit of anger right now. But <laughs> Why are you we don't know anything about these characters. But we had so Read little the show notes before you listen. That's right. We so little. Well, that's that's because just, at the top it says rumors and spoilers. That's true. In capital rumors, letters. Rumors and speculation in capital letters. Yep. So anyway, uh, here are the characters' name: uh, Rebolt, Rebolt, which is Ian Kenny. Is it Max hmm. Rebolt? Uh no, not that I know. Mm. Uh Moloch, mm. which is Harley Durst. What? Frankly, I feel which like Harley. The, wait, which I one's feel like name? Harley Durst and Moloch sound both sound like separate Batman villains. <laughs> yeah, they do. Well, Moloch, <laughs> Moloch has a henchman. Like, yeah, like Harley Durst is like a is like Fred Durst's biggest biggest fan, and and becomes in love with him, and then drive he drives her crazy, and Fred she becomes Durst bad. from Limp Biscuit. <laughs> yeah, Harley okay. Durst. <laughs> like if if Fred Durst were like a really grimier, white, trashier Joker, it kind of then is. Harley Durst, <laughs> Fred Durst, and Harley Quinn, yeah, see together. And then Moloch, I don't know, is like some sort of like alien. weird South American uh, uh, Solomon Grundy or something. I it's, it's a Minot cousin. <laughs> we got Moloch's henchman played by Tian Hong. Huh? I'm not gonna pronounce i'm not gonna i'm not gonna offer any apologies for my pronunciation uh grim although that may be a location not a character it could be a brother hmm, yeah yep emily's nest which could also be a location emily emily oh emily no i okay no I. emily's emily's emless maybe emless we have a vowel Ooh. a mother proxy. I'll, I'll take a consonant um okay that's 250 bro 
Yeah, no, I, you pay for the vowels. Yeah, you spend pay for the consonants. For okay, I, I want a vacation. Wait, no, you can't just say <laughs> what you want. Oh, is that how that works? No, that is not how that, that works show. at all. I'm in all the you stuff. Gotta, you've got to spin the wheel, Howie. Uh, yeah. Okay, okay here we go. All right, there you go. All right. All right. See? Lose a turn. Sorry. Thanks for playing. <laughs> Uh, I win an Xbox. You, <laughs> you know, I, I know it. like I, I know it. like four different people who've gone on Wheel of Fortune. Like I am personal, have been personal friends with four different people who've gone on Wheel of Fortune. Kind of like how your personal friends with Timothy Dunn? Yeah, well, you know, personal friends and Nick U hookups aside. Which Twitter friends uh, does that count? We have more characters. We have Mother Proxima. Mm. Nope. And Dryden Voss. Oh, that's a Star Wars role playing oh, character Quinlan. right there. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, is it Quinlan Voss? <laughs> now, Garrick, brother, you immediately <laughs> see that, and Garrick's like, "Oh, wait, 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 wait. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> Quinlan Voss is. It could be something? a relative of Quinlan Voss. Who knows? Mm. Quinlan Voss is still canon, but only yeah. just. No, he's been in a book. Had yep. a whole book uh, written about him. Yep. But that book's canon? Yes. Yeah. Which book is this? Uh, the Dark book Disciple. About Quinlan Voss. Dark, or Dark, and, there's a Dark and Apprentice. What's her Dark face? Disciple. Yeah. That's Asajj canon? Ventress. Asajj. Yeah. Quinlan Voss. I didn't realize that one was canon. Bumpin' Uglies. Oh, yeah. Dude, would, that was one would, of the first canon books. I would say why, but maybe this is my answer. Yeah. Dryden Voss. That's the last yeah. one on my list here for obvious reasons. Is it VOS? B O S with a capital V. Mm. Yep. Yeah, not even that lowercase crap. Is there yep. any apostrophes in there? Nope. No mm. apostrophes. Well, that we know of. Interesting. Yep. Yes. Very Maybe Asaj had a secret baby. Just saying. Just saying. Ooh, Asaj uh, 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 Voss. Ventress baby. Voss. Ventress Voss. Ventress Voss. Ventress Voss. Ven Voss. Voss Ventress. That actually sounds like an Austrian name. You know, not oh, Australia. No. Guten Tag. What? Not Australia. No, no, no. Americans never confuse Australia for Austria. That's not a thing that Americans ever do. That's not a right? thing that sixty percent of Americans would do. Are you sure? I've seen. I, I've seen I'm Young Einstein. Positive. I know the difference. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. So yeah, Rebolt, Moloch, Moloch's henchman. <laughs> Is that his name? What a horrible second- name. That's the second movie. Well, it's probably uh, just a dude what stands there and maybe, you know, has a couple of emotions or something like that. But uh and then Graham Emless Val, Mother Proxima, and Dryden Voss. I like Dryden Voss. That's cool. That's that's a good Star Wars name. If somebody like picked that as their like Star Wars character name, I'd be like, Well, being related to Quinlan Voss is stupid. See, that's funny because that's the first time Petrie made a Star Wars character. <laughs> I, want right. to be some, I want to be somehow related to Quinlan Voss in some weird way. I'll let you figure that out. <laughs> that was a saving grace. The, I'll let you figure that out. I'm like, okay, I got my work cut out for me. But yeah, uh, that's some pretty interesting stuff considering we've learned so little about the Han Solo movie outside of some cast and the fact that we know... Woody Harrelson's character's name supposedly is Beckett, and that we only know because everybody was immediately positive that he was the Legends uh, Han Solo mentor, which he is not. That's so I think that was kind of a counter to that. So anyway, have they even started filming that yet? Yes. Nice. Yes, that is currently in production. And only episode, B. Only B. Roll. Episode nine begins production this summer. 
Wow. Or episode eight even comes out. Wow. That's if they get it rewritten. That's if they get it all rewritten in time. But <laughs> yeah, rewrites. Right now they are still scheduled for this summer, and that's the only thing that gives that May 2019 date any credit. There's something about this May crap. They keep pushing it. They're a bunch of pushers for May. Well, what it may come down to is that there's two things. They go, well, there's no reason to release Star Wars movies six months apart. And then, but the but the reason why they're putting them there is because May is the make money month. It's the get out of school month. Go money, see a money, movie. money, money. Well, it's, it's the money month. But, Star Wars Day month. Yeah, yeah. There's that. But uh, well, this would be after the date is not May the fourth. Um, but That's the other thing, the other thing is that if they don't know that they're going to have a Marvel movie there, they definitely want a Star Wars movie there because right. the Star Wars movie it's going to do well no matter what. But it's going to like break even more records in may than it would in december yeah. theoretically theoretically right as history has shown that may is a great big month if they if they have a marvel movie that fits there right then which we have a lot in the slot but not nearly as fast and furious as they, they have the been a lot in the slot yeah so as fast and furious is actually a, a movie i don't know if you knew that uh but that's <laughs> on the what now yeah i know uh the uh fast in the slot but a Marvel movie in there, said. if there's not one slated, that seems like they would be actually wanting to have that there. So they, they are they planning next year, uh, 2018, May 25th? Was that when the release date is, right? No, 2019. 24th. Oh, 19. Because December of 18 is the Han Solo movie. Or do they still have that one slated for May? I'm going to bet they have it slated for May. That, that probably is. Uh, I gotta leave War and Peace here, huh? So they better be shooting if if it's gonna be out in May, <laughs> May twenty eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they might be trying to make a shift, uh, because right now they know that they can actually start moving some of the Marvel properties around. Ah, a that's more. cool. May May is a great month to release a big picture that or a big name that's not quite proven itself, but they've kind of proven themselves with most of the Marvel stuff at this point. So yeah, they can put something in there that they know is just gonna clean up. I. I have to admit, I want to watch Star Wars movies in warmer months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, by, by the very nature of standing outside to yes, watch a Star exactly. Wars movie. <laughs> in the the snow. only movies that we still do that for. Yes. Yeah. That would be uh that would be advantageous. Uh by all means. So anyway, gentlemen, that's all I've got. So it's time I've tried to do that Mike's way. That's all I've got. Gentlemen. Gentlemen. Well, boys. We call them gentlemen. Yep. That's all I've got. That's all I've boys, got. Boys. Tweaking these nips. <laughs> there you go. Yep. Now yep, you now you got you're doing the full mic. Speaking of speaking of uh, You never want to go full mic. No. no, never go full mic. <laughs> no. Speaking of tweaking nips, won't you follow us on Twitter at flycasual eleven thirty eight with Mr. Steve Powell, foreign correspondent of the UK. Is your guide, your mentor, your spiritual advisor, if and you will. And he's tweaking his nips too. Uh, to all things Star Wars, which he also passes on to you at Fly Casual eleven thirty eight. We take part as well. You can find us there interacting, become part of the community. That's great. Also follow us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash fly casual podcast. We really, really, really like to hear from you folks. And we like uh we like talking from you. Opinion on the show, just things you found, things you might find you think we might find interesting, just anything at all. Don't be shy. We are complete losers. You have nothing to lose. <laughs> and we really want your jelly and jams recipes. Yes, yes. Yeah, don't get ahead of things, though. No. Don't get ahead. 
Uh, also, uh, won't you please run out to uh, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get the podcast and give us a nice rating. Uh, I, I gave, I gave the full speech last week. I'll do it condensed, but it, it really does matter to help us find more listeners. That is probably the greatest tool in your arsenal as a listener. If you, uh, if you want to, I'm not, I'm not trying to threaten and say, well, we're going to shut this down, but I'm like, you know, if you want to see this go on and thrive forever, that is exactly forever. what we need ever and ever. What movie? Moving right along. Sandlot. Uh, <laughs> the forever. Forever. Oh, uh, yeah. You'll shoot your eye out. Yeah. yeah Christmas no, you guys, story. You guys didn't guess it. Christmas story. Anyway, uh, so Anybody please do that it? for us as well. In the meantime, that was, uh, I'm Corey. Princess Bride. Over there's Mike. Nope. Nothing. No Mike. No, no Moss Mike. No Moss Mike. No Over there's Howie. Uh, yep. Yeah. All right. Fair <laughs> yeah. enough. And of course, over there somewhere's Garrick. Uh, as they say in Australia, Alvita Zane. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Australia. Yeah. Das ust good jelly. <laughs> yeah. Baby jelly. The answer was Goonies. Oh. Sloth love chunk. Loves him so much. Shut up, Mike. Shh.